I'm Haley Humpston. If you want to take communication skills to the next level, you need to be listening to the Art of Communication podcast. My good friend, Greg Rice. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Hey guys, today I'm speaking with Haley Helveston. Haley is a sex and relationship coach and the founder of Your Guide to Love LLC and the host of the Your Guide to Love podcast. Now we got into a lot of things. Haley is super open about these things and we talked about how we can open up to our partners about what we want and what we need intimately and why it so, seems so hard to do that. We talk about the difference between feminine and masculine energy and how important that is to how we communicate with each other and our overall relationship. And we talk about how the relationship with ourselves is really the most important relationship in our lives. And if we take care of that, all the other relationships will start to take care of themselves. So Haley was a ton of fun. She's very open and honest about topics that most people shy away from. And I found it really refreshing and and super helpful. So I know that a lot of us struggle to balance our work and our relationships. And that really does impact our intimacy and, and our closeness with our significant others. So Haley has some great advice for how we can start moving that in the right direction. Haley, welcome to the Art of Communication podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to get into a lot of the dynamics around relationships, I think, especially as they relate to entrepreneurs, um, but, but also diving into, I think, some of the communication dynamics around relationships. But I'd love to start off by just having you tell me a little bit about the work that you do and kind of where your focus is. Yeah, so I'm a sex and relationship coach. So really, I always tell people, like, I help people have healthy relationships with themselves and then with their partner if they have a partner. But really, what I love saying is I help people live an orgasmic life because, like, living a turned-on life. Because when you have that, then everything is amazing. (laughs) True, true. So I got, uh, it's kind of ahead of the game here, but I'm curious of how do we get to that life, right? Yeah, so really that is about, it's all within us. You know, a lot of people, like I talk to a lot of women that say, why would they sell pleasure? That's their partner's job. And I always say, well, why would you not? Because you need to cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself sexually. And so how do you get an orgasmic life? It's about getting that on all levels, not just sexually. Interesting. So how... It's interesting how important the relationship with yourself is to your relationship with others, right? I find that certainly from a communication perspective, um, but also, as you're mentioning, from kind of a relationship and intimacy perspective. So tell me a little bit more about that side of things. Oh, yeah, that's really important because I think that people don't realize that. Like, I just had a woman reach out to me before I got on this interview, and she said her partner struggles with porn addiction. So we were going back and forth. Um, And so I think people don't realize like your habits and what you're doing now on all levels, sexually, spiritually, emotionally, even in your health is going to affect your relationship (laughs) when you get in one and if you're in one. And so that's always tell people, I'm like, let's just be super open and blunt about what's going on here. 
And like for the women, the struggle with having an orgasm, tell your partner that, you know, like the amount of women that have told me they don't know whether they're having an orgasm or not is scary. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I think communicate, communicating about topics like that is really important, but also really hard for folks to do, especially if they've been together for a long time and that, that that's not something that they talk about. Right. So yes. How can they, I guess, open up discussions around those kinds of topics? Okay. Yeah. So this is something that, you know, I forget because I talk about this every day. So I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about same retention and <laughs> like multiple orgasms and everything. So I forget that like the average person is not talking about this. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, I always say like normalize it. Like you're talking about food, you know, like, oh, I'm having, you know, Asian food tonight what would you like to do sexually? You know, like just make it super, like I always tell people, stop making it so weird. Like everybody is having sex where we all want to have a great sex life. I think if people normalized it and made it so that it wasn't this weird thing, people would be able to communicate about it more. Yeah. Why do you think it's so difficult to talk about in our, in our, in our culture? Well, I think it's difficult to talk about because we've created a culture which sucks that can't talk about it. Literally, like even my own family, we don't talk about it. I mean, I'm doing this for a living, (laughs) you know? So I think that it's like religion, society, the media, um, just like all these different industries have programmed us to think that like, we don't talk about sex and yet we want to do it. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you kind of free yourself up to be able to talk about it so openly? For me, I just started talking about it. Like I was a health coach and then I switched over to doing what I'm doing now. And it was terrifying on social media to like literally put the word sex in my bio. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but when I finally did that, I got over it. It was like, it's so normal now. And I think that I've recognized the need for being in this industry. Yeah. So it's just so important. Yeah. So a lot of entrepreneurs are spending, you know, 80 hours a week building their business, right? And, and they, they're not as connected to their family or their spouse or their sexual lives as they probably should be. So in, in that scenario, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how they can start to fix that, right? How can they start to get more connected with their spouse and their family? Yeah, see, that's something I always tell people, like, you, you have to schedule it. Mm. I know a lot of people sometimes don't like that, but I have a person right now that it's working really well with. I think that if you don't schedule time for the people you care about, it's not going to be on the, on the calendar, you know? Yeah. So kind of say, uh, you know, every night at 10 o'clock, that's our window. Or, or not even that. Just like I, um, like, you know how people schedule weekly date nights? Mm-hmm. You can do that, but also do that with like calling family. Also do that with sex if you feel like you have to, like if you're not doing it. And if like maybe you go months and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we're not having sex. Yeah, maybe try scheduling and seeing how it goes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and that goes back to needing to talk about it in the first place, right? You have to talk about it to be able to schedule it. Yeah, definitely. I always tell people, make it fun. Like, this is the one area we're supposed to have fun in. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think it could be hard because, right, maybe one person, like the person you're working with in the relationship, um, is wants to make it fun, wants to talk about these things. But the other person maybe doesn't even know that they're working with you right now, right? And for them to start bringing that stuff up is 
a bit weird, right? So you have to, I think you got to get the couple around wanting to be open and talking about it. And that's really important versus just one person in the couple. And the first person has to be a little brave, I think, to start to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I run into that a lot where one person's like, okay, I really want to fix it. And the other person's like, I don't really care. It's like, yeah, you've been years and you don't have sex. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, there's something kind of deeper that they need to talk about there from a relationship perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Which probably gets difficult to do. So switching topics a little bit, I know that you talk a lot about kind of feminine energy, masculine energy. So tell me a little bit more about that concept. Yes. Yeah, so this is really big now with a lot of people that are discussing this because everybody has masculine feminine energy within them. And you have that in a relationship dynamic. And a lot of times, because our society now is so masculine, women are masculine or more masculine than they were. And so now they're masculine in their relationships. And two masculine people, you know, there's no sexual polarity. And so then it's like this, you know, they're both like Mm -hmm. alphas trying to like battle for power. And so it's so important to always once step into leaning back and being into the feminine. So what does that mean to be masculine or be feminine? Like, what does that look like? Really what I always visualizing it is like softening your energy, right? Like I tell women, a lot of women that I work with, they're in corporate jobs, they're really high powered and they're just super in the masculine. So I always tell them to visualize like softening your energy, flowing throughout your day, right? Um, like where... Like maybe put on makeup more, take better care of yourself. It's about the surrendering, the allowing. It's the receiving energy. And that's something too that um, what I've noticed with a lot of women is they don't know how to receive. Mm. It's like you're always over giving, but then you can't receive. So then for the masculine, that is the do energy. It is the let me go out and get it. It's the energy of I see it and I'm going to go get it. You know, but a lot of times, like nowadays in our society, you can be in the feminine and still receive. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really interesting concept. I'm curious of how it plays into how we communicate with each other, right? So tell me a little bit about that side of things. Yeah, because, okay, the thing is, it plays into it way more than people realize. Because a lot of women have been in the wounded feminine. And the wounded feminine is... You know, because Disney movies and society is kind of program women to be like, oh, okay, well, the guy's going to come and then he's going to save me and we're going to live happily ever after, you know? So then that's her not stepping up to like stepping into a role of this is how I want to be treated. This is what I desire. Instead, she's kind of in the waiting zone. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important for women to really develop a healthy relationship with, I always say like their inner man, which is their inner masculine. Because either not, she's going to be too in the feminine, and then she's like just flowing all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, and then for men too, like a lot of men in our society are white. It's too on the other part of like unhealthy masculine is overly aggressive, controlling, just like cold, you know? And so yeah. it's good to find the balance within both. Yeah, I think, and that's certainly a challenge, I, I think, as we all try to figure out the right path, right? Is what is that right balance between masculine, feminine, or control and not control, especially as we're trying to start businesses and raise families. And sometimes we need to take the lead. And sometimes it's appropriate to let a partner take the lead, depending upon that situation. And it's like always trying to find that right balance between the two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, 
you know, we, I think that's why our society is so imbalanced, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think it's so, so important for people to develop a healthy relationship with their masculine and their feminine. Yeah. And it it sounds like you kind of go about doing that by doing masculine or feminine activities, right? Like taking control, making decisions, other examples of being masculine. And from a feminine perspective, it's about receiving. I'm curious, how do you, how do you open yourself up to receive more effectively than you've been able to in the past? Yeah. One thing too, it's, um, well, they, I don't know if people can do this now because of COVID, but dancing mm. and like partner dancing where the guy leads Mm-hmm. That's really great for allowing the woman to receive because a lot of women, they're like, well, yeah, they struggle with that. Interesting. So, you know, receiving in terms of dancing, receiving in terms of sexually too, a lot of women, you can't, like, they can't receive it all, you know? And so it's like, let your partner lead you. I'm trying to think of what else there is. Uh, even with business too, it's like trusting that you're being led to the right tool and strategy to attract your, your people, you know? Yeah. It's about being magnetic and really attracting those ideal clients. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned business because I was curious of how the whole feminine energy, masculine energy dynamic plays into leadership and leading businesses or leading people, right? So should uh, an ideal female leader maybe act a little differently than an ideal male leader? Not that one's better than the other, but I'm curious your thoughts in that regard. Yeah, the thing is, is, I think it depends on what the woman wants. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that the women that are in their feminine and they're also leaders, they get better response. You know, like I always think of Oprah. I think Oprah is like a total boss and she kills it and she's Absolutely. a big leader, you know, but she also has feminine energy. Um, or same with Michelle Obama. Like she has feminine energy. So mm-hmm. I think that that's something where a lot of women have to figure it out what works for them because one thing that women struggle with is like it when she is in a leadership role she might be if she's too masculine they might call her like controlling or you know Mm -hmm. kind of bitchy you know so that's something that they have to deal with so i think that it's really just figuring out what works for her yeah yeah and it's absolutely a challenge um for a woman with a strong personality they face that Mm -hmm that I don't want to say risk, they face that challenge that men don't face if they have that, that those same attributes, you know, which isn't necessarily fair, but it kind of is where society is right now. Yeah, definitely. And I've dealt with that. And I think that that's something that um, it's changing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change topics a bit. Uh, as you're kind of out there with this new message, a very open message, trying to communicate it to the world, I'm curious if you've gotten a lot of pushback from folks or kind of what response you've gotten from people as you're out there saying, hey, let's talk about this when a lot of folks are um, very nervous to talk about it. You know, it's actually been really, well, you know, I was getting hit on for a while. (laughs) So now that I'm like past that, (laughs) energetically I've been like, no. (laughs) But um, I think that, it's been good overall because it made me like, I get a lot of questions from people, you know, and I think it's been really good. And it, it's made me realize that this work is so important. And, you know, I think the pushback is sometimes when, like I did a post recently on G-spot orgasms mm-hmm. and how all women can experience every type of orgasm. It's just a matter of what is the emotional stuff, or maybe she doesn't feel safe in her body, or maybe it's not with the right partner. There's all these different factors. But yes, she, there's no, she's not broken. She can't experience every type of orgasm. Mm-hmm. And so I got great feedback on that. 
Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's just not something you hear or talk a lot about, like outside of, I guess, specific or certain channels. Um, but it's, I think it is something that we all need to talk about and, and open up more about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, I always tell people, I mean, for me, you know, I don't have kids right now, but when I do one day, I really am working on visualizing and creating a world where my future daughter, it's, no problem her asking for what she needs in her future relationships. Mm-hmm. She feels safe in her body, honoring what her yes is, what her no is. And for my son too, for my future son. So I think that that's so important because I always tell people, I'm like, if you can't talk about with your partner, how are you going to talk about with your kids? Like, Yeah. Any guidance for parents out there? You know, I have five kids, four teenagers. Any thoughts on how to have appropriate conversations and empowering conversations with your kids around these topics? Yes. I would say the first thing is just like ask them like what they know, you know, especially since your kids are older. Like, what do you know about um, sex? Like, what is your, what are your thoughts? What's coming up for you? Um, Making it super normal. Like what I was saying earlier, that really helps. And then just telling them like, this is a normal part of the human experience. Like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. This is part of it. It's not the shameful thing. It's something you do with someone you feel safe with, that kind of thing. I think it's just so important to discuss it as early as possible, especially now with everything going on in our society. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned kind of the shameful side of things. I've always wondered how it became that it's such a shameful thing to talk about and discuss and so many internal feelings about something that's so important to all of us. I know. You're right. It's so weird because um, like I met with a man in his fifties the other day and he's like, yeah, you know, he was asking me some things And I was like, that's not weird. And he was like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, do you realize what I'm doing for a living? That is not weird at all. But yeah, you're right about the whole shame thing. I think that it's, it's really, it's like in our society that is generations and generations that we've all felt that way. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen YouTube videos where people are like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm 30 and I'm still a virgin. Is there something wrong with me? It's like, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to get rid of the belief that there's something wrong with me. And then really there's nothing shameful about having a sexual desire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think we can learn a lot, learn a lot about ourselves by exploring it further. So, so, so we talked about kind of being married parents going back to the other side, right? If we're out there looking to find somebody, how can we on the front end be looking out for somebody who might be a good fit for us? Okay. So I like the idea of like writing a list of what you desire, right? Spiritually, emotionally, sexually, uh, physically, and then becoming that person. And then you'll attract them. Then you will be a vibrational match to that person, right? You can't say, I really want to be with someone that works out and eats really healthy when you don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important for people to realize that you attract who you are. And if you're dating currently, just get out there, date a variety of different people, figuring out what you do and don't like, mm-hmm. and really trust your gut. Because no one is you. Like, I was talking to a man yesterday about this. Like, I'm not going to be laying next to that person. So you have to figure out, like, what do you, how do you feel with that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great way to think about it and something that we often overlook. <laughs> right is um we we want this awesome perfect person but we're not working on bettering ourselves those two things don't always match they don't match very well 
Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned a yeah, few definitely. times that, that you've been talking to men on the topic. I'm curious if you work with a lot of men. You know, it is interesting because this year I have more, even though I talk a lot about women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have because I think that they need the work too. And sure. so much, they just don't know, you know? So it's really helped me actually personally develop a healthier relationship with men because a lot of them, they're expected to be like these sex gods and they don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I think it's really important to just have compassion for them too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we're all all confused <laughs> about what yeah. we're supposed to be, what the other person needs and wants and expects of us, and then we don't talk about it. So we're all just guessing and normally all guessing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you can't read someone's mind and, you know, there's, yeah. 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 So another topic you talk about is kind of the way that you show up in your life from an intimacy perspective, it really reflects the way that you show up in your life in everything. Right. And I thought that was an interesting point. So tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. So there's a common saying that several people in my industry say, how you do sex is how you do life. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sure your listeners have heard the quote, how, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's basically like that. But the whole sex piece, adding that to it, is because I always tell people, like, okay, so you're not communicating. Like, for example, say someone wants to really try something sexually, and yet they're not communicating about it, and then their resentment is building. Then are you also having that same type of behavior in your career? where maybe you want to do something or maybe you want to raise, you're not saying it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that it's every area of our life is impacted in how we act, you know? So you're not communicating the fact that like I had a woman tell me once she's been faking orgasms for years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure that's affecting other areas of your life. Yeah. And I'm sure it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, when I started doing this work, I was like, Whoa, Um, It made me, you know, I started to have confidence in speaking up in a variety of different areas. So I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about the podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Your Guide to Love. And it is on sexuality, spirituality, and health. Mm -hmm. And I interview sex coaches, health coaches. I do solo episodes. It's really open-minded podcast just on a variety of different topics involving those main topics. And I really like it because I just love how, you know, it's so important to talk about these topics. And I love really combining the two, the sexuality and the spirituality. Yeah. And I think they're so intertwined and related and powerful when you combine the two. But so many of us have been taught to keep a big wall up between the two. You know, one is bad for the other almost, um, which is something mm-hmm. if we can work through, I think we're all going to be in a much better place. Yeah, I definitely agree with you about that. And I think it's like, it's like the more you try to say that they're not related, the more you're uh, they're related. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So just a couple more questions I'd like to ask everybody who I have on the show. The first is around the power of conversations. You know, I'm a big believer that just one conversation can change your life. So I like to ask the guests on my show, if there's one conversation you can point to in your life that had a really meaningful impact on the direction that you ended up taking. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would say for me, it was 
when I told my family that I didn't want to be a health coach anymore and told them what I'm doing now, <laughs> I was really nervous and sure. I didn't really think they would get it. <laughs> so I think that that was a huge step in me just stepping into the person that I am now. Um, yeah, but I was very, uh, it was an interesting conversation. <laughs> How'd you bring it up? I'm curious. Uh, I was in, it was Easter and I was in my mom's bedroom and I was sitting there on her bed and I was like, Hey mom. She's like, what? I was like, I have something to tell you. And then she said, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't really want to be a health coach. And she was like, oh, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I said, "Um, I was like, I really want to be a sex and relationship coach. Or at the time, I think I called myself a sexuality empowerment coach. And um, she was like, what? She didn't get it. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, but it sounds like she probably warmed up to it over time. I mean, did they accept yeah, it? Yeah, now? I mean, it's taken time. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, that's something that probably wasn't even on the radar before. No, they were like, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, congrats to you for being brave enough to take that path, though, and you knew it would be a difficult thing for everybody to accept probably at first. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. I think it's so important. I'm all about people living their authentic, truest self, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. Another question that I like to ask folks is uh, when you first meet somebody, um, what are you really looking out for from a first impression perspective? Like what's the first thing that really shines through for you as far as, yeah, this is somebody I want to get to know or maybe not get to know. Mm. Wow. That's a good question. You know, I'm an empath. So I think that for me, automatically I'm going to tune into my body and really figure out, okay, how do I feel around this person? Mm. I got it. So really, uh, how do they, you know, do I feel good or bad or, you know, nervous or scared or warm? You know, how do they make me feel? And then just building upon that. Yeah. Like do, oh, do they have good energy? Am I feeling safe? Is it, Mm -hmm. is it what's coming up? Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. It's not an answer that I have gotten before either. So that's, that's kind of a cool way to think about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so next question is you think about your journey so far and all that you've accomplished and kind of this big transformation of your career and all the people that you've helped. If you had one communication skill in more abundance that would have made it a lot easier, what would that have been? I would say the communication of just trusting myself more, mm. you know, and really like, um, listening to what my intuition is saying and then following that Mm because a lot of times we're programmed to ask other people for um, advice Mm -hmm. when really we're always right with our intuition yeah how long did you you hold back on pulling the trigger on you know shifting to being a a sex and relationship coach i don't know maybe six months yeah so six months i was not really sure i was not very happy doing what i was doing for a while Mm mm-hmm I just didn't know. It was kind of like, I don't see the path, you know? Yeah. And probably somewhat holding back on that intuition. Like, I I want to go here, but I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. I thought basically about the universe was like dragging me and I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually you have to give in though. Yeah. So last question for you. Who is the best communicator that you know, either know of or know personally? And why do you say that about them? You know, I think that I was actually going to say my mom, obviously, because mm-hmm. I think that she really good at meeting people and reading people and she can talk to anybody. 
And so I've definitely learned that skill from her where if I'm on an airplane, I can talk to the person next to me. Mm-hmm. I can talk to people at a restaurant or just like you put me anywhere in the world. I'm good. And I think that's a great skill to have now, especially because people are, you know, they're on technology too much and can't have the emotional, you know, we, we still need the connection and the being able to communicate. Yeah, for sure. And I think having empathy for others, right. And, and wanting yes. to learn about them and see them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So where can folks see what you're up to? Where can they learn more about your coaching services and your podcast? My podcast is your guide to love. Awesome. Awesome. Website they could check out. Oh, you know what? I don't currently have a website. Oh. So I'm still working on that at the moment. Okay, cool. Cool. So if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you? They can message me on Instagram at Haley.Helveston. Perfect. Perfect. Because I'm sure a lot of folks, as we've been talking about, they need the kind of help that you're providing. Yes, definitely. Very cool. Well, awesome. Haley, I I think this has been great. Um, I've certainly learned a lot. I know my audience has as well. Um, And and just appreciate you kind of giving us the space to think about and talk about these things, which I think is something we often don't give ourselves, but we need to do much more of. Yeah, definitely. It's so important. Yeah. So thank you. It was great to have you on the show. Thank you. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.